Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, what is up? You are listening to the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacer fans, by Pacer fans. I'm your host, Jack, and today I'm joined by Austin, our producer. What's up, man? Howdy. It's, it is such a privilege and a welcome sight to be here in your home. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you're here. We got Koa here, my kid. We are, me and Austin are on Koa duty right yep. now. And Koa's on the boards. He's on production duty. He is. And so we may hear some Koa in the background. There may be a weird pause in this because we're helping Koa out with something, but just give it, giving everyone a heads up right now. Austin, I know we talked about this off the pod, but I figured this is the best place to do it. I have a cat in my basement, a stray yep. cat. We left the door open one night. We have an outdoor basement entry, and I can't get this cat out. I don't know who else to turn to at this point. Basically, all the cat people are like cat, not exterminators, but because I'm not going to exterminate it. I know you're familiar with cat extermination. Yeah. Or something like that. What what what's the what's the move? I would we we call it uh, cat <laughs> removal. We do not call it extermination for obvious reasons. The move is, and we discussed this. You can somehow finagle a string to the door that the cat would step either in or onto. And after you have lured the cat out of the basement, so past the door down there, the door, the, the string would trip, swing the door shut. Now, that's hard to do. You can also go prop up a shoebox, throw some food under there, put put a stick in the, in the shoebox to hold it up, and then the cat knocks the stick over, and then it's in the box. But then you got to figure out, well, how do I, how do I move the box? The c- the cat's stronger than the shoebox. Like, you can just get out of the shoebox. I don't know. Cats aren't that strong. They're smart, but they're not that strong. I went down there yesterday to look a little bit, like, to try to lure the cat out. We have an open spot to our crawl space. It's kind of a spooky basement. It's an old house. We haven't gotten to fixing it up yet, the basement. And so it goes into the crawl space, but I was looking around because – I mean, the I saw some, like, rocks on the ground. I don't know where it was coming from. Like, there's big chunks of rock on the ground now. I don't know where it came from, if the cat's, like, dragging it around. I think it's a strong cat, though, is what I'm trying to say. Well, the thing about the cat is it's going to get stronger the more it lives in your basement and feeds <laughs> off of the dark energy down there. It's drinking the toilet water down there. Right. It's, you know, it's like a, this is like a fallout cat. It's it's becoming irradiated from exposure in your basement, and, and that's a real concern if there's <laughs> radiation down there. Yeah, I mean that's well. I, just, I assume that's why you guys didn't go down there. There's <laughs> probably feral ghouls and mire lurks. Who knows? Uh, but I did leave some canned chicken out for it, and then I made a path going to our back gate to try to get it out there. I went down there this morning to check, though, and all the chicken in the basement's gone, and the path of chicken to the back gate's still there. So I, I don't even know. I think it's just nice and warm down there, so it doesn't well, want to leave. Well, leave. leave it there now to the the path to the gate. Eventually, the cat will get hungry and have to get. Yeah, well, out. my other concern was 
it's a path to the back gate, but it's also a path from the back gate to the basement. So I, it's like this seesaw that I'm teetering on because I don't want to have like a colony of stray cats in my basement. <laughs> then you might have to call an exterminator. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've been hearing meowing at night. And oh, man. I mean, it's scary. Like it's probably in heat. You, you think? In heat? Yeah, what do you do when you're in heat? Oh, in a heat? In heat. In heat. Yes. Like in a in a, in a jam of heat. <laughs> <laughs> you meow, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but now that you say it, I have heard you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so after this pod we'll go down there and try to figure this out. If you're down. Did you try to meow at it? I, I've meowed at it multiple times. Uh, you must have a bad meow. I, I have a bad meow. Okay. Well, okay, so let's move on to the stat of the day because I think that's we're about five minutes in and it was all cat talk. So yeah, well, the stat of the day. we're actually going to continue the cat talk because this man is associated with many cats. And by many cats, I mean many women because uh, he is known to be unfaithful. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> Wait, what's today? You know where you were two days ago, Jack? February 16th? Yeah, at home. At home? At night you were at home? Yeah. Well, if you were anything like me, you would have been in Indianapolis. <laughs> Koa, Koa, I think, is upset that Jack did not bring him up to Indianapolis with me for the Pacers game where the Pacers won their first and only game of the Tristan Thompson era. Tristan Thompson, who came over in the recent trade with the Kings, uh, played about 21 minutes that night. He was 8-9 from the field, 1-2 from the line, 6 rebounds, uh, 4 fouls, but he had 17 points. He had a plus 7, plus minus. And like I said, Pacers... First and only win of the Tristan Thompson era. Some people might call it the Halliburton era. I think now is when the Halliburton era formally begins now that Thompson's out of the picture and uh, not taking the spotlight away from our guy Halliburton. Pacers won 113-108 to 108 over the Wizards. Other notable uh, contributions, uh, Kyle Kuzma, who took 27 shots. Yeah, that, that was a wild game. I got to say, Tristan Thompson makes Goga look like a chump and that's saying something because Tristan Thompson isn't really a great NBA player at this point in his career however his Pacers era was uh pretty good it may have been the best run of his career right <laughs> well the Cleveland one was pretty good I don't know those stats he, don't lie what's seven for that's 77 percent that shooting. was one game though I'm just saying I'm he, just saying well uh, he was good enough to get a contract with the number one seed Bulls so, I mean, good for him, you know. I'm sure he'll meet another lady or ladies out in the Windy City. There's a lot of there's a lot of pretty ones out there. So he averaged 7.3 and 4.5 rebounds in four games with the Pacers. That is not his best stretch as an NBA player. I stand corrected. That might have been his best game as an NBA it's player. It's questionable if he will play over Tony Bradley. 
in Chicago. That's saying something. Who I mean, Tony Bradley is not the worst backup center, but I think both of those guys are probably third centers. Also, is this Tristan Thompson's last year? Has he did he say that? In the NBA? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I might have heard him say that this was his last year. He's I mean, going to be 31 this year. Yeah, but I can't remember. He, I I can't imagine he he plays much longer. I think I think the juice is out of the tank at this yeah. point. Hey, he did the three recent teams he's played for. We're not counting the Bulls, but the Celtics, Kings, Pacers. He had a farewell message to Pacer fans and the Pacers community on Instagram. I don't know about Twitter, but he did not have one for when he left Boston or Sacramento. So he appreciated his time in Indy more than those places. A testament to Rick Carlisle, to the Pacers fans. I mean, he came into a situation where Pacers fans were in a good mood because they got a great trade great in the, in the Sabonis right. deal. Boston, those fans were always angsty. They were never happy. The team wasn't good enough. Sacramento, those fans have never been happy. No. They, they never they never will be. So finally he finally got some gratitude that he has probably hasn't felt in, since like twenty sixteen. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Sacramento might have some fun now. They've won a few uh, two two out of three, three yeah. Two, they lost their one, last yeah. one. I don't did they play last night? I, they did not play last night. Uh they lost to the Nets a couple nights ago. Yeah. I, yeah, because I put, I put two bucks on Sabonis to have a triple double, and I think he didn't even have a single double. I think he had nine and nine and oh man, three or something. It was something bad. Yeah, they got beat kind of bad. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. But well, all good things gotta come to an end. Yes, and speaking of that, Duarte's run in the Rising Stars Challenge this year has come to an end because he's sitting out due to his ankle injury. However, we do have Tyrese Halliburton to root for. Are you expecting big things from Halliburton at the Rising Stars Challenge? Yeah, I would think uh, he might be the best player in that game. Is LaMelo in that game? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't, honestly, I can't say Halliburton's better than LaMelo, but like, I, I like his game better than LaMelo. I think he's... Well, I don't even know if I can say that. Just tell they're us how you feel. They're a lot closer than people would think. Lamelo and Halliburton. Melo and Halliburton are very close. Yes. So I have some good stats about Halliburton. I think I'm going to wait until we talk about the past four games. Mm-hmm. Um, can you hear that music playing? There we go. Off. So I think we're going to wait till we talk about the four games that he's played so far for the Pacers. Um, so. But okay, well, let's talk about his rising star challenge. So he's on Team Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is the coach. It's Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, Isaiah Stewart, Precious Achua, and then Jaden Hardy from the G League. That's it's, a good team right a there. Great team, but they're coached by Isaiah Thomas, so <laughs> not giving them a chance. <laughs> I don't know how good the other coaches are. Uh, James Worthy is a coach. Gary Payton. Gary Payton, great. Rick Barry. Uh. We just got all sorts of sounds in the background. Yeah, he picked the going. loudest toy. What? What? Oh, the big three. I was about to say the 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 G three, the big three, the the old people league. 
Yeah. Gary Payton was a coach in that. And they his team may have won a championship. Is that impressive? I guess coaching anyone to a championship. Look, I mean, I, anytime you win and you're the leader, you get the credit. Yeah. Whether I would you, never have known that they won. Whether you deserve it or not. <laughs> I mean, there were only like six big three teams, but somebody had to win, and so I think he did. I I know the team that you're going to love just hearing the roster. I don't know if you've had a chance to look through these rosters. I haven't. So this is Team Gary Payton. LaMelo, Scotty Barnes, oh. Jaden McDaniels, who I know you love. I do. Io DeSunmu. Ooh, man. Had Duarte, but he's injury replaced by Jonathan Kaminga. Oh, man. This team's going to put on a show. Davion Mitchell, who's injury now he's injured, so he's going to be replaced by maybe your favorite player on this list, Bones Highland. Easily my favorite player on this list. And then they have the G League Ignite player, Scoot Henderson. And his name, okay. This is just a team full of showmen. Yeah, this is going to be a nice team. Yeah. And I see a couple names that I know you like. I see Herbert Jones. Oh, man. Her, I think it's Herb. I think it's just Herb. It's not Herb. He's as already. You say, as you and Jeremy would say, Herb. <laughs> he's already 45. He's just Herb. <laughs> so he's listed as Herbert Jones on this. Uh, Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Jalen Suggs, Tyrese Maxey. And then Marjan Bochamp is team worthy. And then rounding it out with Team Barry, got Mobley, Cade Cunningham. That's a nice team. Oh, man. Yeah. Fra Franz Wagner, Jay Sean oh, Tate, my gosh. who you love. You, you, they you, got the three best rookies. Franz Wagner? Yeah, I think he might be the third. Nah, Duarte. Duarte's top three. <laughs> uh, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Sangoon, and Dyson they Daniels. It's Shangoon. Shangoon. What I say? It doesn't Sangoon. matter. You're right. Who was the last guy? And Dyson Daniels from the G League. So they get Dyson one G League Daniels. player. Yeah, so that's... Dyson sounds like a nickname if it's your first name. Dyson? And there's old Dyson Daniels, like he's slicing and Dyson. <laughs> oh. He's from like the 70s. Okay, it's spelled D-Y-S-O-N, like Tyson, but Dyson. Could be yeah, a that's play the only on other Tyson. Way I've seen, that's the only way I've seen Dyson spelled. Good names from the G League players. Maybe he's related to Kevin Dyson, <laughs> former football player. With different last names. Who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I already forgot. So, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton's our only representative now that Duarte's out. And should be a fun – oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Koa's uh, over here rubbing uh, snot rag. He likes uh, – it's, it's a bean rag. It has bean residue on it from oh, when I okay. wiped his mouth. At least it's not snot. Yeah, so I yeah, Cole was eating a uh, Fruit Loop and black bean quesadilla earlier. That no I Fruit Loops on it. It was just on the side. I was jealous of. Yeah, kind of like a dessert. We got free Fruit Loops the other day, and he's been loving them. Loving them. Did you get them from the Ben store, the Goodwill Ben store? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that wouldn't have been free. That would have cost, I don't know, like 30 cents. I feel like you could steal from the Ben store <laughs> easily, though. Sometimes, sometimes there will be – if. For those of you who don't know, there's a Goodwill outlet here. We call the bin store, and it's by pound. So it's, I think, $1.49 per pound of stuff. <laughs> and there will be, like, closed containers of food. I would never <laughs> I would never get that. But I know. That's filthy. But, I mean, Koa's laughing at the fact <sighs> that people people would buy food at the bin store. But 
Some people need to. So, okay, on that line of thought, what's what's your line for, like, food at the bin store? Well, obviously it has to be packaged <laughs> and clo- <laughs> closed. I don't know if you've ever found open food or just loose food. Oh, loose food's all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I don't think I could do loose food. Uh. Maybe now, maybe in the future, you have like a high class grocery that is in the ilk of the bin store, where they're <laughs> they're just pushing loose food out. Yeah, people wear gloves; they can come scoop the food out, put it in a bag, and that's dinner. Or you know, well, it's just like a slop pile, or you're like you're yeah, it's a slop, but it's like nice food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if Trader Joe's was also a Golden Corral. Yeah, that's not going to work, man. <laughs> that's not with that attitude. Exactly. Okay, well, where were we? What were we talking about? We did a Tristan Thompson stat of the day with the Rookie Stars Challenge. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about the Pacers' standings right now because as it's as it sits, the Pacers are 20 and 40. Wait, yeah, 20 and 40. And that puts them as the 5th Best odds to get the first pick. Um, so let me. No, that means they cannot get the fr- first pick, right? No, you you can. I thought if if you're a top four pick, you're guaranteed. Or no, the top four picks all have the same chance, correct? Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna actually look this up, but, but maybe it doesn't mean that. <coughs> excuse me. Maybe it doesn't mean that necessarily one of them definitely gets it. Yeah, so here I'll I'll read how this works. So 2022 NBA lottery draft or NBA draft lottery odds. This is from tankathon.com. So Pacers have they they are fifth like I said. They have a 10.5% chance to have the first pick. That's pretty good. The lowest we can drop to is ninth. We have a 0.6 chance to get there. The best case scenario for us looks like seventh. I don't know how that works, how that makes sense at all. It doesn't make sense to me. But currently, our best odds are seventh. In the draft? or Yeah. Worse? But okay. So the, to get the fifth pick, we have a 2.2% chance. Fourth, first through fourth, each is 10.5. Sixth is 19.6 and 26.7. So, I mean. They may be thinking that two other teams will fall below the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know. But I that team's not going to be from the East. I'll tell you that. No, this is as the current odds stand. So don't ask me to understand the draft lottery because I, I I haven't understood it from day one. I don't either. Yeah, I've never had a firm grasp on it. But what from what I see, it looks like if we can be a worse team than the Thunder going forward. Unlikely. Or the Rockets, who still have some wily veterans over there. Indiana Hoosiers own Eric Gordon, for example. I think that's the only one. He's the only Wiley veteran. Well, there's like Christian Wood. John Wall maybe will play. He's he's not playing. You think he'll get bought out? No, I think he's just not playing. Oh, okay. He he won't get bought out because he still has a whole other year yeah. to go on that contract. And they recently just waived DJ Augustine. But Austin... In your professional experience and opinion, 
Where do you think the Pacers fall in the NBA talent-wise right now? And where do you think they're going to end the season at? It seems like they may end up where they are at fifth. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with a better record than the Spurs, maybe, who traded Thad Young and Derek White. Um, they got Dragic back in that, but they already bought him out. He has yet to, to go to a team. And they lost Eubanks, Drew Eubanks. And they lost Drew Eubanks, who had more dunks than Jakar Sampson in the <laughs> bubble in that one game and made me think that Jakar Sampson wasn't a good player. Yeah, you based your whole opinion on Jakar Sampson on that one game. But guess what? Drew Eubanks was a trade asset. Jakar Sampson out of the league. In Italy, currently. So, there we go. Yep. Shout out all of our Italian fans out there. You know who you are. Yeah, uh, you all will be formally recognized soon on All Dot Italian, <laughs> our next All Dot Network. Which neither podcast. of us can do that. We both have no more like what I'm. I have more like Scottish heritage. I would assume you're Scottish or Irish. Irish, yeah, yeah. So neither I. I don't, do you have any Italian? Pizza, pizza. Okay. <laughs> Little That's Caesars, yeah. probably the farthest thing from Italian that we have as far as the American Italian goes. Yeah, probably, but their cheese bread's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I think the Pacers will probably stay put. The Kings are actively trying to win games. Uh, the Pacers have four more losses than the Spurs. They have three less wins. So they've got a pretty good cushion on them. San Antonio's roster is not terrible. It's not Orlando, Houston bad. Uh, and then New Orleans is also obviously still fighting for the play-in. Portland traded C.J. McCollum, but they are in the 10th spot right now. Actually, what, two whole games ahead of San Antonio and New Orleans, and Anthony Simons has been playing like an MVP candidate these past, I don't know, five to ten games. So it seems like five's a good spot, maybe six worst record, and I think that's about where they fall talent-wise too. And Fernie Simons, we were actually, or I had a plan to do a draft of guys we still believe in that no one else does. Um, and Fernie Simons was one of my top three picks. Let me we tell you who feels like a fool about Anthony Simons, me. Because last year, I bought an Anthony Simons rookie card before the dunk contest, thinking, oh, he might win the dunk contest. And then he did. And I sold the card, and I made about mm, 80 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so that's profit, but it's not a lot. Did you calculate it after? Was it after eBay fees? Yeah. Actually, I think I sold that card on Facebook. But okay. In, yeah. I, I, after fees, it was like 80 cents. Um, and now, I feel like an idiot because he's scoring 30 points a game yeah no he's i mean i, I think it's okay -star. it's okay maybe <sighs> future also no he's <laughs> either way this is still the value right now is way more than it yeah you're right it was you're right. after a very lackluster dunk although contest. the card market has sank significantly has it i, sold I think right i have a i don't know i sold some pokemon ones 
a handful of them over the last month or so. And oh, I saw the Joe Joe Burrow rookie. Oh, before the Super Bowl. Okay, that was probably yeah. a good time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out, what did you get for it? Did you make a profit? Yeah, like eight dollars or something. So profit? should you have held on to it? No, I don't think so. Not unless I was going to get it graded, which I I wasn't. Yeah. Well, Koa thinks I probably should have got it <laughs> graded, but. <laughs> Anyways, we'll save this for all dot cards. Yeah, we'll save that for once we record all dot Italian after this. Then we'll actually we. All right, let's move on to recent games, and we're gonna go the past four, which are the four that Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, all those guys have played. Jalen Smith, not Sabonis. Not Sabonis, not Tory Craig, Karis LeVert, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb. They're all gone. That's so many players. Yeah, we lost five important role guys on this roster. And now the Pacers are a brand new team. I have a ton of hope. This has turned from my least favorite season as a Pacers fan to now a hopeful season as a Pacers fan. I don't know where it's going to rank. It's not close to the 17-18 Pacers team as it stands, but this roster going forward, man, there's a lot to be excited for. So we're going to start with the February 11th game, Pacers versus Cavaliers. This is Tyrese Halliburton, um, Buddy Heald, Jalen Smith, Tristan Thompson. It's all their first games in Pacer jerseys, in a Pacers uniform. In a Pacers in a Pacers uniform, yeah. I, what makes more sense there? It felt we were saying in a Pacers jersey would be encompassing the shorts. Yeah. Well, they weren't. They were wearing blue jeans. Oh, oh well, then <laughs> it would just be Pacers shirt. unless they had Pacers logos. I mean, if they're all wearing the same pair of jeans, then it's still Pacers uniform. Yes. Yeah, so we'll just say Pacers jersey, etc. <laughs> Okay. So uh, Pacers faced up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was the Karis LeVert return game. You got to expect Karis LeVert to go off in this one. Didn't totally, but I mean, put up 22 points, shot really well, and uh, seemed to be having fun out there. So you got to root for that. The story that I'm most excited for was Tyrese Halliburton came in, put up 23 points, six assists, three steals. Looked like with Chris Duarte the two of them looked like a defensive juggernaut for years to come, or at least there was hope there immediately. That's probably me being a biased and overly hopeful fan at the time, but I've only heard good things about Halliburton since I've been a Pacers or since he's entered the league. And especially from you, Austin, you're the biggest Halliburton fan that I know to be honest. So that's exactly, I mean, that's the biggest reason we had to do this podcast with you today is because I know you have some good things to say about him and we'll let you give kind of your analysis for him going forward. But man, he's had a great showing for the Pacers so far in that first game. If that's anything, or if that tells you anything about what he can be in the NBA and as a Pacer going forward, I mean, all Pacer fans should be excited. So he looked great, Buddy he hit some shots he took 10 threes, which is kind of expected from him going forward. Um, Goga looked rough, and this was kind of that first game where I was watching him, and I thought, I don't know if this is a Goga. This, like, I don't know if I can believe in Goga the same way that I have in the past. I've always stood with the sinking Goga ship, and I feel like I'm the last one on the boat, but I might be jumping off soon. I don't want to say for sure yet, 
but Jalen Smith looked really good off the bench, and Isaiah Jackson did too. So we got two big men to potentially replace Goga. So we'll see how that all looks. But, Austin, do you have any takeaways from this? Well, okay, Karis LeVert on the Cavaliers. Was that a good move? Yeah, good move for both teams. The Pacers were probably not going to get much more for him. Also, if you recall, the last time I was on this podcast, I said Karis LeVert to the Cavs. I said that. It happened. Now, uh, Kevin Love was not dumped to Oklahoma City. It was not a three-team deal, but... Uh, they needed a score off of the bench, or I assume he'll probably be coming off the bench once everybody's back in their lineup uh, to replace, what's his face, Colin Sexton. It's a good move for them. Pacers got another draft pick out of it, got off of his contract as well. Yeah, seems like everybody's happy with that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Kiefer Sykes for the Pacers did not play in this one, but let's move on to the next game, which was the Pacers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves which we lost 129 to 120, sending the Pacers record to 19 and 39. Halliburton and O'Shea Brissett stood out on this one, plus Lance Stevenson off the bench. You got to love Lance. All three of those guys looked good. And man, from what I've heard about Jalen Smith, I still have some of his rookie cards because, I mean, mostly like they didn't really have any value. But like, you know, you never know what someone could be. And especially in phoenix like he didn't have a ton of opportunity to play down there we're getting to see what he's capable of in indy he had 17 and 12 off the bench and looked solid as a nba center i guess i i don't know do you do you still have any jalen smith stock or did you before this trade Where, where are you at i never had any i don't know that i've ever actually watched uh jalen smith play hardly at all definitely not in college because i don't watch college basketball Shocker to many. That was my you know memory. Me. My uh, like, I remember him at Maryland. Goggles Maryland. Okay. playing really well. Yeah, he I was mean, like, and look, anybody keeping the goggles alive. Yeah, he has a look too. I mean, that's important. Kind of has that like unique appearance for the NBA. Like, yeah. that's good for your brand. Could last a little longer in the NBA so because of that. Does he not like? Is he a free agent after this year now? Because Phoenix didn't pick his option up. Uh, yes. He is a free agent. He is one hundred percent. I was yeah. So we have a handful of free agents after this season. It looks like we'll have about twenty-two to twenty-four million in cap space if everything goes how I expect it yeah. to go. Um, we did pick up Goga's team option, which I think's around five million. I know people will be bummed to hear that. I think his team option is picked up for the year after already too. I, I'm not confident, but I know next season Goga is still in the picture unless he's packaged with like a Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason trade or Buddy Heald. But well, yeah. Next next season, yeah. If his options picked up, that'd be his last season then. Well, I think he had a rookie contract. Two and two. Because you get two year team options for Goga. Or for No first rookie round picks. contracts are four years. Maybe we're saying the same thing. Okay. This is his third year. Right. So they picked his option up for this year and then if they've picked Wait, it this up, is his third year in the NBA. This is his third year. That, yes. I don't know why that blew my mind okay wow so okay have come one on go year of him <laughs> yes yeah, so uh we only we saw chris duarte leave this one injured but good uh performances from a few of our role players young guys terry taylor Dwayne washington and uh good enough to where you have some excitement for them going forward 
and also good enough to lose this game, which is great because every loss is a win at this point. Let's move yeah. on to the next one. Uh, but, hey, I would be remiss if we didn't say Pacers, Wolves, obviously the Mo Williams Memorial game. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah, also Anthony Edwards, man, I didn't even mention, looked really good. He is. He's really good. Looked really good. We're all Anthony Edwards believers here on the All Pacers pod. Let's move on to the Pacers-Milwaukee Bucks game. Anytime the Pacers have the Bucks on the schedule, I count it as a loss. Sal, who runs the Instagram, all that Pacers, and is a frequent co-host of this podcast, doesn't even watch the games anymore at this point. They're not very fun, but Pacers at least put up a little bit of a fight. It was a 119 to 128 loss to the Bucks, and if I recall correctly, I think we were down five going into the fourth. So at least it was a little close at that point. Ended up losing by nine. The Craziest performance in this one was Buddy Heald with 36 points, shot 8 for 12 from 3. Was that the craziest performance of the game? For the Pacers, what are you going to say? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying for the whole game. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, Giannis is 50, but we're all Pacers pod. Don't you expect Giannis to put up like 40 to 50 against the Pacers? True. Well, the good thing is you can say Giannis had to score 50 to beat the Pacers. Well, I guess really he had to score 42. To beat the Pacers. Yeah. But, yeah, that can be your takeaway from this yeah, game. Yeah, good point. They had to have this game from Giannis. It was very important yeah. to beat this Pacers team, who started Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, O'Shea Brissett, Goga Batadze, and Jalen Smith. Got to see Jalen Smith in the starting lineup. Like I've said, got to be excited. He did score one less point than Goga. Does that mean anything? Do you think Goga came out and thought, I'm not letting this dude score more well, than me? Well, he had one more rebound, but also one less assist. Yep. But, but, oh, no, that doesn't help his cause. I was going to say they had the same amount of turnovers, but Jalen Smith played eight less minutes. Also, Jalen Smith fouled out. Yeah, I was going to say. Minutes. So our, our foul trouble is – like, there's not a lot of discipline, I, I guess, if that's what you want to call it at this point, with our big men. They foul really easily, and it's because they're young and still learning, I would guess. So, yeah, Buddy Heald looked good in this one, helping his trade value, hopefully, for next season when we send him to the Lakers um, or wherever else. Oh, my gosh. Who do you want from the Lakers? No, you're right. Nobody. So Austin Reeves, good player. Uh, I think we can get more than Austin Reeves for Buddy. Yeah, you can, but... They'll try to offer you a THT in a 2028 first. I would send to the Lakers Buddy Heald, Malcolm Brogdon, and the ghost of TJ Warren mm. for Anthony Davis. I would do it. I think the Lakers would do it. No, the Lakers say no for sure. That's a lot of money, too, on the books. TJ Warren's a free I mean, agent, like too. So same. TJ Warren's a free agent this yeah, year. Yeah, so he's... He's uh, yeah, he's a free agent after this season. So we'll oh, have he's gonna leave. Brogdon's twenty something million, I think twenty two million, and then Buddy. I don't even know how much he's making. It's a lot though, like twenty four million. There's a kid dressed as a monkey dancing on this show that Koa's watching. And uh, well, no, Koa's not watching it now because oh, Koa it's just me and you, yeah. Koa's gone out of the living room now. <laughs> We're just watching monkey kids. Um. It's Baby Einstein. It's Baby Einstein. Shout out, Baby Einstein. If you want to sponsor the All Pacers pod, hit us up. Austin's phone number is 812. 
<laughs> That's already too much information. All right, let's move on to the next game, which was the Wizards-Pacers. This Wizards team is bad, and the Pacers actually won this one. So this sent us to a 20-40 and 40 record, which I believe is a 33.3 win percentage. So we won this one, like I said, 113-108. to 108. Kyle Kuzma is the headline player for the Wizards in this one, although I do love me some Thomas Bryant. But the Pacers with Tyrese Halliburton, Terry Taylor, O'Shea Brissett, and this is the Tristan Thompson game, and Tristan Thompson were too much for this measly Washington Wizards team. Pacers pulled out a victory here. Tyrese Halliburton had 21 points and 14 assists to go with one steal and five rebounds. So really solid performance from him going forward. Austin, do you think his points per game for like once he starts hitting his prime is going to be around 21 or do you think it could be realistically higher than that? Uh maybe low 20s, high teens is probably real. I mean, he he's a very good distributor too, so if you're if you're going to be getting I could see him as a 10 assist guy and those guys just historically don't, I mean unless you're like James Harden which I don't I don't see him as a James Harden type of guy yeah so maybe he's a 18 and 10 19 20 and 10 kind of guy five assists he's always gonna you know as he starts and he plays more he'll probably lead the league in steals he'll be up there in that too which I'm glad you're saying this and we didn't talk about this ahead of time but you've teed this up perfectly I have the NBA players traditional stats pulled up stats or NBA stats.com or whatever it is. And I was looking through this because Tyrese Halliburton right now for the Pacers in the four games. And I know it's a small little window. The, so the past four games that Tyrese Halliburton started played 39 minutes per game. And keep in mind too, he's 21 years old. He's averaged 20.8 points, 11 assists, 2.3 steals. And I went through and I looked at the averages for the season right now in the NBA. If this four-game stretch was the only thing that counted for Tyrese Halliburton this season, I wanted to see where he stood. So four guys who have played at least four games, Tyrese Halliburton is first in the league in steals. I had to do at least four games because Derek Walton for Detroit is 2.3 steals, which would tie him for first, but he only played three games. I don't even know who that is. You know Derek Walton Jr.? You know Derek I Walton I know Jr. Derek Walton Sr., but uh, <laughs> not Jr., no. So Tyrese Halliburton would be first in steals based on this four-game stretch if it's at least four games. And assists, he would be first in the NBA as well during this four-game stretch at 11. So second would be Chris Paul, then James Harden. Oh, wait. This... So this isn't this four game stretch. It's if we only counted his Pacers <laughs> games this season. But everybody else, we're counting their, their whole, whole season. season. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But the I mean, even just this four game stretch, he would be first in steals and assists. That's saying something at least, right? It's saying that during this four game stretch, he is first in assists and steals. <laughs> yes. I I mean, look, if it was like he was eleventh in assists and fourth and steals like that's that's cool but first and first that's kind of a big deal i could see him leading the league in assist and steals yeah so i mean a lot to be excited and for at some point so okay well let's talk about your thoughts on tyrese halliburton because i've been wanting to hear this 
what are your expectations for him in his career? What do you think he can be? What do you like about his game so far? I don't think. I know Tyrese Halliburton is a future all-star. Um, I think he can be a two-guard. He was effective in Sacramento, uh, even without the ball in his hands, with De'Aaron Fox being the primary ball handler. But Halliburton is much better served as a point guard. Uh, I think he's maybe like 6'4", 6'5". So he's tall. He's very long. Um, he, he has great instincts on defense. Uh, he's very good at playing passing lanes. Uh, great instincts on offense, too. He, he knows the passes to make, where to get guys the ball. It seems like, especially from his, his Pacers debut so far, uh, he knows how to get guys involved, which is, is something you want. And he didn't really have, or they didn't really have in Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox being the primary ball handler. Uh, Fox is more of a score first kind of guy. And, you know, Halliburton is kind of that a little different than a traditional point guard like a Chris Paul, but he can get guys involved like that and pick his spots. He's also a phenomenal uh, spot up and just dribble up three point shooter. And I think he, I know he's shooting above 40%. I don't have the number in front of me right now. I know he's shooting above 40% on uh, three this season. For the season, it's 41.7. For the Pacers, it's 45.2. Yeah. For his career, it's 41.3. Yeah. I mean, above 40% is phenomenal he's averaged 5.1 threes attempted per game too so that's a that's a really good yeah clip right here's a funny shot too very funny who has an uglier shot me or tyrese halliburton you absolutely <laughs> what about Lamelo ball or tyrese halliburton Lamello. both <laughs> both balls have both <laughs> balls have uglier shots <laughs> so uh do you think he's a perennial all-star going forward where do you think he could i mean what do you think his potential could be in the league I think so. I mean, I think I said it earlier in the podcast. I think he's very close to LaMelo and I think LaMelo is a perennial all-star as well. So I would be remiss if I did not say the same thing about Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, and you've been, and I'm only asking you this because you have frequent, frequently watched the Kings games to get to know Tyrese Halliburton. You've been a Halliburton fan more than anyone else I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you have good gauge on who he is as a player. Mine is based on the highlights I've seen of his over the years <laughs> and over the two years and the four games he's played for the Pacers. So mine's yeah. mine might be a little skewed. He's very good. It's uh, kind of crazy that they were able to get him. I don't know why Sacramento would. Well, I know Sacramento's Sacramento, so they they, they just they do crazy things like this. But I mean, Sabonis, Sabonis is a good talent too. Sabonis is a great player, but Sacramento, you have to you have to be real with yourselves and say, you okay, know, they're capitalizing on De'Aaron Fox. Maybe they love him still. They I have Davion Mitchell. Fox has been playing very well. Yeah, since Harrison since the Barnes Sabonis too. Trade. He's a good player. Yeah, they have good talent. They have your boy Rashawn Holmes. Part of the reason you True. always watch the Kings. Rashawn Holmes ain't even playing no more. Yeah, you can't really play him if you have Sabonis. They signed him to a – I mean, they're going to have to get rid of that guy. They signed him to a contract extension in the summer, and now he's playing 12 minutes a game. Someone, I don't, will, I don't someone will get him. Shoot. That's a good That's a good backup center. Well, how much is he making a year, do you know, roughly? 
12-ish. That sounds about right. Let's look at the next four games, Austin, real quick. So the next game we have Friday, February 25th against the Thunder. It's currently the all-star break, so I guess we don't really have to talk about these games. We'll just talk about the next two. So we have the Thunder Friday, February 25th, and then we will have the Celtics February 27th. Do you expect the Celtics to make any moves in the buyout market? (laughs) Do you think this team's going to look the same? I don't know that guys would want to go to the Celtics. I would think guys would want to go to a better contender. Honestly, and I don't think there's many buyout guys. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So you have – do you have a list of buyout guys? I do. I have four. <laughs> okay, so I, I went ahead and I found uh, candidates of guys – like guys who could be bought out. Mm-hmm. There's still time to do so. I don't know if there's a cutoff or how that exactly works. But I know there's a cutoff for when you can sign a guy. So now is kind of the time where contenders will start like implementing new players into their lineups because they have to get it to work before the playoffs. So, right. w- so there's four guys you have that are like free agents at the moment. No, well, one Dragic is he was officially bought out by the Spurs, which I was hoping they wouldn't. I don't like Dragic anymore because he did that uh, the thing where. He got traded to a team and then just sat out and, like, moped around, like, trade me, buy me out. And he got he was on Toronto, who was really good. and Who could really how, use him, too. Yeah, like, how much better could they be with him? Iguodala did this uh, three years ago or something with Memphis, and Memphis ended up being a playoff team. Iguodala still wouldn't come out and play for him, and then he got bought out and went to Miami. That was the bubble year, actually. Right. I don't like that when guys do that. Speaking of the bubble year in Goran Dragic, he was the best player on that Miami no. Heat team <laughs> during that bubble run. No. <laughs> he was. So you know he still has some gas in the tank. Hey, I'm sure he does still have gas in the tank. But And maybe he'll go back to Miami now. I, I don't know at this point. I'm sure Jimmy Butler and Bam – are pretty confident who they are as players. I don't know if they want a guy coming in and overshadowing them. And and Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry too. Yeah. We're we're big Kyle Lowry believers in this house. I know that's kind that's of That's true, yeah. It's kind DeMar of wrong DeRozan. to say and DeMar since DeRozan he's a, and DeMar DeRozan. I know I feel like MVP we can't say season. that now that Lowry's a Miami Heat player. Like are we allowed to like like him anymore? They're still friends. No, I mean are we allowed to like Kyle Lowry anymore in this house? I don't really have any problems with the Heat. Actually, no, I do have problems with the Heat. No, we're not allowed to like Kyle Lowry okay. in this house. <laughs> All right. So they okay. have a Morris twin, so no. Oh, yeah, good point. And you love Jokic. Yeah, I don't know if I love Jokic more or I dislike the Morris twins more. Probably the Morris because there's two of them. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's more to dislike with the Morris twins, just physically speaking. All right. Uh, so Goran Dragic, yeah, Goran Dragic then is the best. Okay, he's the best one, the best buyout guy. I think on uh, definitely on my list. I don't know who you have, but okay, who else do you have? I had Goran Dragic, Dennis Schroeder, who was dealt to the Rockets from the Celtics. Uh, maybe they want to play him, but uh, they have so many young guys. I don't know why they would, and they definitely want to try to maintain their bottom four record. Um, and then I had 
two guys from the Magic, Robin Lopez and Gary Harris. Oh. So, but those are the only guys. That, and Gary Harris has been playing really well recently. And a lot. And a lot, yeah. I mean, great perimeter defender. His shot when he was in Denver kind of went away the last couple years that he was there. Also dealt with some injuries on and off. Uh, but it's come back this year, and the defense is still there. So if he gets bought out, he is definitely going to make somebody better. Is he on your short list of guys in the NBA who probably have bones made out of glass? Um, or porcelain? Maybe, well, it wouldn't be made out of mud. <laughs> and then he would just be all mushy. <laughs> putty it's still it's mushy because when i think of like anthony davis got hurt the other day he's out for four weeks now i feel like yeah, every time you watch him play guy. he grabs his back or ankle once every quarter so average. does my grandma and she just had her hip replaced so. yeah so i mean that's saying something right yeah i wonder what they replaced the hip with another hip or like like a pig hip <laughs> oh my god if my grandma's part pig now He's got a curly tail. So I looked it up. Gary Harris is playing 30 minutes per game right now, roughly. Good for him. I don't think – there's no way they buy him out, right? I mean, this is this is the last year on his current contract. Yeah. They, they're they in the same situation as the Rockets. They got a lot of young guys who are going to want to play. I mean, I would think they would buy out Lopez – because they have a ton of centers. I would think they'd buy out Lopez before they bought out Harris. It'd also be a lot cheaper, so a lot easier to buy Robin Lopez out. Um, But we'll see. I mean, if if he hits the market, he'd probably have almost as much interest as Goran Dragic. Yeah, and then I have a, I have a list of guys who might get bought out. This is according to Hoops Rumors, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Casey Akpala, who was part of our TJ Warren trade, just got released from, I don't know where he was at. (laughs) Actually, I saw this on Reddit the other day that he got released. Cody Zeller, former Hoosier, was released. (laughs) He's hurt, probably nowhere near coming back anytime soon to the NBA. Yeah, he might be done. Etwan Moore, Purdue, is hurt and just got released as well. By the Suns? Yep. Oh, no, that sucks for him. And Michael Carter-Williams, who was the point guard for Syracuse when the Hoosiers lost in the tournament to Syracuse, is released and hurt. So those guys may not make back. Yep. And then also you said Gary Harris already won Mr. Indiana over everyone's favorite point guard, Yogi Ferrell. Yogi should have won. Also was committed to Indiana. Also was committed to Indiana and and went to the enemy, Michigan State. Yeah. So let's talk about other veterans who could be bought out. This is according to HoopsRumors.com. So we got Kent Bazemore from the Lakers. Oh, God. Eric Bledsoe, Trailblazers. Gorgie Jang from the Hawks. Wayne Ellington from the Lakers. You you said Gary Harris already. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Rodney Hood. Josh. Where, where huh? is Hernan Gomez now? He's on the Jazz. He just got traded there from the Spurs. I might need him. Uh, he was on the Celtics. But then, oh, wait, he was in a three-team deal earlier in the year. Yeah, I don't know how he got there. Yeah, I don't know either. So 
uh, Hernan Gomez, Rodney Hood, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Jordan from the Lakers, who shouldn't be in the NBA anymore. No, nobody's. I've I've watched a few of his like defensive lowlights this year, and like <laughs> <laughs> the way he moves on defense. That poor guy. It's bad. Nice guy by all accounts. Uh, 2017 All Star five years ago. Oh man, isn't that crazy? How they fall fast. Robin Lopez, like you said, Simi Ojale, who I know you hate. Thomas Sudaransky and John Wall. hips. Simi Ojale, great birthing hips. <laughs> <laughs> great birthing hips. He he's definitely on the short list of round face syndrome in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big names are though. It's not it's not a bad like Kyle Lowry, round face, Kim, great player. Real quick, that's uh, off the screen now. There are these these cows and this baby Einstein video. Sloppy, <laughs> sloppy cows. When I I think most cows are like pretty put together, like that the stomach is not wagging and dragging. The udders aren't everywhere. The knees look like they have some meat on them. The legs, I mean. Was it like a sad? I wasn't watching. No, was it, it sad? was just like it was moving briskly, but it was just like a sloppy cow. <laughs> Would not. <laughs> Rio's questioning if they moved briskly, but he he was trotting like so that horse that's on there now. Anyways. That was a miniature horse. Yeah. Cool. Made that. Yeah, made that little kid who was running with it look really big. <laughs> yeah. Realize it at the end. Um, are any of those guys that I read Austin needle movers for contenders this season? You and do you see any contenders making a move to get any of these guys this year? I think Dragic, Gary Harris, for sure, will be on everybody, every contenders list. Bembry and Tom, uh, Tristan Thompson were already signed. Bembry went to the Bucks. Thompson to the Bulls. So those guys are both gone. I didn't read them, but I meant to well, mention that. Well, here's all you need to know about DeAndre Bembry. He was he got bought out by the Brooklyn Nets, who at least want to be a title contender. I missed three names, by the way, but sorry, continue. Who did – well, who were they? The three bigger ones. Uh, DJ Augustine, former Pacer, once a Pacer, always a Pacer. Drew Eubanks and uh, Enos Freedom. The th- these are the three bigger names? Those, those three guys are probably better than – Somebody might want Eubanks. Yeah, I think Eubanks. I mean, he has some experience. He's a veteran. Can't can't or freedom. Sorry, he's done. You think so? Yeah, I mean, he's someone's been, gonna pick him up. He's been done. Yeah, but he could be the best Nobody's center on a couple teams right now. Nobody's gonna want that guy though. He's like a he's just a spectacle now. Yeah, he's you know I think he's done. Okay. And then DJ Augustine. Maybe somebody will pick him up, but like you know. Yeah, uh, the Pacers also have one roster spot open. I I don't see them. Signing any uh, veterans from this list probably going to be a young guy. Bring maybe home DJ someone f- Augustine and let, DJ Augustine you know, would be fun. Let people put up 150 points a game. I just watched your wife step on a tech deck. Oof, oof. Uh, I think the move for the Pacers would be get to get a uh, young potential three and D player. I don't know how easy that is going to be to find. Gary Harris. <laughs> well, I mean, how old is he? He's probably pretty young, huh? Probably 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah, that's not old. Make some. I mean, if he's old, we're old. Yeah, twenty six so. and twenty seven. Interesting. All right, so he's young then, very young. Let's go with that. The thing about some of those, like Bledsoe, Bledsoe still has another year after this one on his contract, so I don't think he's gonna get bought out because it would cost the Blazers. I mean, unless he just took a significant discount. 
it would take them so much money just to buy him out when they could maybe just tri- pay him the rest of this season and trade him in the off season. Yeah. But I don't know. There was a game this year when he was on the the Clippers. They're playing the Nuggets. The Clippers had 28 points at halftime. And oh, I think yeah. we're down like 30, 40. It was something crazy. Eric Bledsoe put the team on his back in the fourth and they won the game. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's crazy. Were you watching that one too? Uh, I was not watching that game, no. Man. I watched. They've had, those two teams have had some exciting games this year. Well, I did an alternate spread. I think they were down 30 at halftime. I did an alternate spread of plus one and a half for the uh, Clippers. And I oh. won pretty big and oh, quickly yeah. lost all of that money. <laughs> yeah, as, as happens. Yeah. So I'm back down to zero thanks to the Super Bowl. But I was playing with like 14 bucks at that point. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. I usually put five bucks in at a time, get it, and then play with like all the winnings for like two months. So there you go. don't worry. No addiction here. Um, but, yeah. It's I not mean, an addiction if you win. That's true. And it's not gambling. I don't consider it gambling yeah. if you win. Yeah. Because what's the risk <laughs> if you're going to win? I know. I just said how bad I am. I always say it's not gambling what I do. But – now you guys know my secret. I lose a lot, so never mind. Um, yeah, th- I think that's all the news we have and everything that's going on in the NBA. I did mention I I meant to say Oladipo is practicing now for the Miami Heat. Could we see an Oladipo come back this year? We'll have to wait and see. That could be a buyout guy. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Yeah. <laughs> the G League p- team will pick him up. Gosh, dude, if he was bought out and somehow made his way back to the Pacers, how would you feel? Uh, I said that and thought. For a second, that'd be awesome. But then also thought, he's going to ask out again. I don't want to go through that again. I'm at that point now where I appreciate him again. Mm. I think so. I think I'm okay with... Time heals wounds. It does. We thankfully didn't know all the inner workings or how... Like, I don't know if Oladipo's a terrible person or not. I feel like a lot of Paul George stuff came out and made him seem like a terrible person. So at least he has that going for him. But I feel like we didn't hear all the details in the same way that we did about Paul George. Maybe they'll make a 30 for 30 about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oladipo leaving the Pacers. Yeah. Definitely something ESPN will produce. Just kidding. Okay, I think that's everything. You have anything else you want to talk about with the Pacers? No. So, Austin, what what are your plans now going forward? Well, you got to convince the Pacers to lose this game to the Thunder. Okay. That's for sure. Where does that leave the Pacers? Well, we would leave them with only one more win than the Thunder, but they're kind of chasing the Thunder for that fourth worst record. And two games behind, I think, the Thunder. Yeah, so you got to lose this next one or you're you're not going to get in that bottom four. Well, the West is, I mean, easier than the East right now, right? Because uh, they're playing. Yes. Like, they'll be playing, like, yeah. the Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Trailblazers. Houston, you know, I mean, we we have easy games too. Yeah, I don't know how many more games the Pacers have against Orlando. Here's the thing: I don't, I don't think we are better than the Knicks. I don't think we would lose to the Knicks the rest of the year. I don't know if we play them again. I'm just reading some of these bad teams. I think we're definitely better than Orlando. Probably Detroit. I would say definitely better than Detroit. Um, and then. The Wizards obviously like we beat them the other night. Brad Beal shut down. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that this Pacers team is better than this 
Well, yeah, maybe with B- maybe with BL out they are. Mm-hmm. And then Atlanta's flip. like turned on the Jets recently, looking a lot better. Charlotte is in they're out of the playoffs right now. Um so like those are the bottom feeders in the East. And I would say the Pacers are definitely better than one, maybe two of those guys. Two of those teams. Yeah. So Looking good for the Pacers going forward. Obviously, we play West teams as well. It's not just East. I, I'm not looking at the full schedule right now and analyzing it. But I'd say the Pacers have a good chance going forward of getting a better draft pick. So, fingers crossed. And hopefully, look, Austin, I, I know you're not big into college basketball. But we, if we play our cards right, this could be a Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, um, Paolo Banchero. In relation to Mike Holmgren? I don't know. No, no idea. But they won't take Trace Jackson Davis in the top six. Trace Jackson Davis, if he goes into the NBA draft this year, I think he's crazy. I'm oh, a diehard Hoosier. A no, he he's a junior? junior. I don't think he can't shoot threes, mm-hmm. and is an undersized. Can he defend on the wing? Man. He can defend in the paint. Ah, I would say he could be on. But the that's next important time. in the that's <laughs> important in the Big Ten. If you can defend in the paint and you're undersized. So yeah, at I least mean, he just has keep instincts. teams from getting layups in, yeah. in, in any college basketball game. He has instincts. Uh, well, that's good. If you're a human without instincts, <laughs> you know. Well, he's also he's the fast. He's probably the the best big man at running the floor on fast breaks. So maybe he's the next uh, Andre Roberson or <laughs> Andre Roberson. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think he could figure out a three point shot, right? Sure. Actually, no. Wait, if he can only guard the paint, he couldn't be Andre Roberson. I bet. I bet he could step out and guard the perimeter. I bet maybe he could. he's like the next Dewan Blair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dewan Blair, who famously has no ACLs. That's right. Yeah. Right. ACLs. I think so. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Best player ever with no ACLs. The one thing I remember about Blair is him grabbing the ball with Hashim Thabit in college. They were on Pittsburgh and UConn, and Dewan Blair grabbed the ball. Hashim Thabit did too, and he flipped seven foot three. Former Fort Wayne Mad Ant Hassan White, <laughs> or I mean, with Hashim Thabit over his back, like flipped this dude over. I think DeWan Blair is probably six five, six six. Yeah, just manhandled him. Amazing. He's a big boy. Yeah, I mean Hashim Thabit wasn't like heavy or anything in college. But he was huge. But he was huge. Not as big his, as he. His feet alone. Yeah. So to be able to flip a behemoth like Hashim Thabit. With no ACLs, that's saying something about how strong you are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to Juan Blair. Who knows? Well, oh, <laughs> let's wrap up this pod. As always, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast listening platform that you're listening on right now. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at all.pacers. And for Austin, I'm Jack. Until next time, peace out. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.